This week on The Word of the Lord Endures Forever, we dig further into St. Luke's Gospel with Lazarus and the rich man. Increase our faith. Unworthy servants, ten lepers, and as the lightning. Join me, Pastor Will Whedon, for The Word of the Lord Endures Forever, your daily 15-minute verse-by-verse Bible study on demand. Listen at thewordendures.org or your favorite podcast provider. O Lord, open my lips. And my mouth will declare your praise. Make haste, O God, to deliver me. Make haste to help me, O Lord. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, it is now, and will be
reading from 1 Corinthians chapter 10. For I do not want you to be unaware, brothers, that our fathers were all under the cloud, and all passed through the sea, and all were baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea, and all ate the same spiritual food, and all drank the same spiritual drink. For they drank from the spiritual rock that followed them, and the rock was Christ. Nevertheless, with most of them God was not pleased, for they were overthrown in the wilderness. Now these things took place as examples for us, that we might not desire evil as they did. Do not be idolaters as some of them were. As it is written, the people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play. We must not indulge in sexual immorality as some of them did. And 23,000 fell in a single day. We must not put Christ to the test as some of them did and were destroyed by serpents nor grumble, as some of them did and were destroyed by the destroyer. Now these things happened to them as an example, but they were written down for our instruction, on whom the end of ages has come. Therefore, let anyone who thinks that he stands take heed lest he fall. No temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful, and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, he will also provide the way of escape, that you may be able to endure it. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. In the name of our common Savior. From the very beginning, when God said, let there be, and there was, to the very end of the Johannine vision of the new heavens and the new earth, the Bible speaks of realities. Not just truths or facts, nor simply ideas and thoughts, but realities. Indeed, even the word used in the scriptures for truth suggests a manifestation of a reality open to the eye. So it's not surprising that in our text, Paul refers to realities, then and now. And the Lenten season is, in fact, a concentrated focus upon the realities of which the scriptures speak. Paul refers us to ancient Israel, bound in slavery in the mud pits of Egypt, called forth by God into freedom. All of our fathers, Paul says, passed through the sea and was under the cloud and were baptized into Moses. A somewhat strange phrase, 
which at least means this, that now free, they would follow Moses. They would hear him and obey his commands, which he himself received from the mouth of the God of Israel. But what did these free Israelites do? They grumbled. Which is not simply to say that they didn't like their circumstances. It meant that they didn't want their circumstances. They wanted to go back. Not forward. Not following Moses. But indeed to besmirch and indeed erase their having gone through the sea and being under the cloud and being baptized into Moses. Grumbling was not like a child at breakfast table who wants something other than his cereal. It was in fact to reject what God had done for them. That's a reality. For sin says no to God. Now Paul says that these things or these people were tupoi hemon. The translation says examples for us. But the Greek is a little stronger. Tupoi hemon. Images, figures of us. It's like a, as though that ancient story was a picture show in the subjunctive mood. This is what you will look like should you do this. And there's a warning. That no created its own reality. Here, Paul speaks of idolatry, sexual immorality, and that created a reality too. Death and destruction. And what else should we expect when God is on the scene? When God is on the scene, everything is wound up tight. There's no middle space. There's yes and there's no, and there is no maybe. And so Paul continues with this text by saying, these things were written for us. Upon whom tatele ton ionon has happened. Come. Again, the English translation says as an example of the, the last ends of the ages, but it's sharper. Upon whom you and me and all faithful, upon whom Totelli, the last things, the last realities have come. Those realities in which God has placed his own good pleasure for now and for eternity. 
And what are those tartelle, those last things that have come upon us and so now are our possession and the new reality into which God has placed us like that ancient Israel having passed through the sea and under the cloud and of course now there's no baptism into Moses but a baptism into Christ. And right in the middle of this text, after recounting this Old Testament, interestingly, Paul says, do not put Christ to the test. That Christ into whom we have been baptized. That Christ whose very personhood we have been brought into so that Paul can speak of us being in Christ, with Christ, clothed with Christ. Do not put him to the test. Do you hear the Lenten undertones? Do not put him to the test. For the things of the end time are precisely our union with Christ, the Holy Spirit given to us in our baptism, the voice of God ringing in our ears, the participation in the very body and blood of the divine Son incarnated. There are no things more eternal than that. Do not put Christ to the test. By sinning. For when you do, you are saying no to those things. You might hear God say, do this, don't do that. But should you do that and not that, you are saying no to God, and in saying no to him, you are saying in this moment, in this place, and on this occasion, he is not my Lord. Sin is a reality. It creates acts, lusts, thieveries, murders, the killing of the innocent, the denial of the integrity of our own God-given bodies, and eventually God does judge that. It's called death. So the whole story is a Lenten reminder of the reality into which we have, yes, by God's grace and mercy, been brought into, and so is ours, and should characterize us as ours. We are the children of our Heavenly Father. And so we have every right and privilege to say and to address Him as such, our Father who art in heaven, I think we will do so in a moment. But underneath all of this is that 
Tupoi Hamon. That those things happen to Picos as an image. And so, yes, Lent reminds us on the way between the sea and the cloud and the homeland of our eternal mansion with our Heavenly Father, there is always the threat of our grumbling. And so, certainly in the Lenten season, but in the entirety of Lent, which is, of course, outside the boundaries of any liturgical season, we pray such words as these, and you know them. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love. According to your abundant mercy, blot out my transgressions. Create in me a clean heart. Renew in me a righteous spirit. That's the voice of the traveler between the sea and the homeland. In the name of the Father, Son,
O Lord, have mercy. O Christ, have mercy. O Lord, have mercy. O Christ, hear us. God the Father in heaven, have mercy. God the Son, Redeemer of the world, God the Holy Spirit, be gracious to us. Be gracious to us. From all sin, from all error, from all evil, from the crafts and assaults of the devil, from sudden and evil death, from pestilence and famine, from war and bloodshed, from sedition and rebellion, from lightning and tempest, from all calamity by fire and water, and from everlasting death. By the mystery of your holy incarnation, by your holy nativity, by your baptism, fasting and temptation, by your agony and bloody sweat, by your cross and passion, by your precious death and burial, by your glorious resurrection and ascension, and by the coming of the Holy Spirit, the Comforter. In all time of our tribulation, in all time of our prosperity, in the hour of death, and in the day of judgment, we poor sinners implore you to rule and govern your holy Christian church, to preserve all pastors and ministers of your church in the true knowledge and understanding of your wholesome word, and to sustain them in body and holy living, to put an end to all schisms that cause offense, to bring into the way of truth all who have erred and are deceived, to beat down Satan under our feet, to send faithful laborers into your harvest, and to accompany your word with your grace and spirit. To raise those who fall and to strengthen those who stand, and to comfort and help the weak-hearted and the distressed. To give all peoples concord and peace, to preserve our land from discord and strife, to give our country your protection in every time of need, to direct and defend our president and all in authority, to bless and protect our magistrates and all our people, to watch over and help all who are in danger, necessity, and tribulation, to protect and guide all who travel, to grant all women with child and all mothers with infant children increasing happiness in their blessings, to defend all orphans and widows and provide for them, to strengthen and keep all sick persons and young children, to free those in bondage and to have mercy on us all. To forgive our enemies, persecutors, and slanderers, and to turn their hearts to give and preserve for our use the kindly fruits of the earth and graciously to hear our prayers. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, Christ, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Christ, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world. Christ, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world. Grant us your peace. O Christ, hear us. 
O Lord, have mercy. O Christ, have mercy. O Lord, have mercy. Amen. Our Father. Father, you desire not the death of a sinner, but rather that we turn from evil ways and live. Graciously spare us those punishments which we by our sins have deserved, and grant us always to serve you in holiness and pureness of living. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Almighty and Merciful Lord, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit bless and preserve us. Amen.